and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is Tavian the Philosopher Napier, and I have lost my voice because I just got back from Battle at the Barn over in Lafayette, Indiana, and <laughs> it was a long weekend. It was really fun. Uh, we're going to talk about that experience going over to the Collegiate and High School Tournament, uh, going there on behalf of Albion as a coach. But before we get into that, hello, I'm Tavian the Philosopher Napier. I am a coach, content creator, a performance coach in esports, and also the esports coordinator over at Western Michigan University. I do a lot. I do a lot in the world of esports, and I also really like personal development. I like learning, I like growing, and I like helping other people. So that's why I do this podcast to help everyone grow inside and outside the virtual arena. Again, <laughs> I've lost my voice. It kind of sucks, but I had a great time. And so I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. I'm going to keep it quick because my voice is gone. It's like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night right now. Maybe 12. I don't know. Wrote some notes. Got them down here. We're going to hit them and we're going to talk about it. Um, it was inspired by my trip there. Uh, I always talk about what books I'm reading, right? Or listening to, honestly. I use Audible. It is an app that I listen to. Uh, pretty much every day and uh, I was recommended a book by another coach who's like a really good Rocket League player um, over in St. Ambrose. I believe it's Gator Melon. Uh, <laughs> very good actually. Their team wound up taking out our team from one of the tournaments so a little bit of spoilers there. But nonetheless, the book that he recommended was actually called The Inner Game of Tennis by W. Timothy Galloway. Gal Galloway? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But um, we were talking about conversations after the tournament. You know, we're at a barbecue. We were talking about just mentality, mindset, coaching, how to help bring out the best in other people. And uh, he got into the topic. I was like, what books do you listen to or anything like that? And um, he started talking about this. And honestly, this book very much reminds me of a book I talk about a lot, which is The Art of Learning by Josh Waitzkin. Very similar concept, but this guy is a tennis master. And also he's now a performance coach. So essentially, uh, he's an author who has written a series of books focused on the methodology for coaching and for the development of personal and professional excellence in a variety of fields uh, that he calls the inner game. And I, I haven't gotten that far. I've only listened to probably about 20 minutes of it so far because I, I got it yesterday and I listened to it when I went to bed. I listened to it. I'll put like a 15 minute timer up and I just listen to it until I fall asleep. And so that was I, I heard enough to be like, man. I, this is definitely a book I'm going to like. I was 15 minutes and I was already like sold. So I've only listened to a little bit of it, but I'm probably going to have to start over. I was pretty tired. It was a long day, a long weekend, um, but I enjoyed it. I, I like what it is and uh, I will let you guys know when I'm updating it. I'm still finishing a couple of other books, but again, I, it was a weekend. I was planning for that. I didn't really do a lot of listening to a lot of different books. Uh, so this is probably something that's going to move up the list a little bit so i'm trying to figure out how i want to do this because i have i'm listening to two different books currently and uh, this is definitely gonna be my personal development book so i'll work that out on another time but nonetheless if you're interested in using audible again i listen to a lot of audiobooks i don't read a lot i should i'm trying to but i still want to get that knowledge so i use audible it's an app that uh just has a big catalog of audiobooks and they've gotten bigger i've had them for like 10 years uh and i haven't i've only been a sponsor or they've only sponsored me for about like a year or two uh, but i legitimately love this program and so to the point if you are interested in trying audible but you don't feel like spending any money on it you want to try it for free use my link you can go to tavianapiercom slash audible uh, you'll get a free month and you'll get access to one free book um, and also you get access to the catalog that they already have, which again, I've talked about Viridian Gate Online. That's one of the books that's on there. I got to find some personal development books that they have on their list as well. So that's something I'll look into to see if there's any 
already in here that I can recommend, but use that link, you get a free month, no commitment. If you don't like it, no problem. If you do like it and you keep it, then I make a little bit of money inside. I can continue doing what I'd like to do. And we both have something, it's a fair exchange. So check it out. Thank you guys, let's get on to the next topic. quick self plug for people who are local or around the Michigan area. Uh, so I work at Western Michigan University as their coordinator, which basically means I do a little bit of everything. And one of the things that I do is write curriculums for personal development in esports and competing. I do summer camps for high school students and middle school students, but now we are offering some classes for adults, not for competing, but to help them learn about the world of gaming and the world of esports. I've worked at GameStop for six years. I've, I've talked to a lot of parents of gamers uh, from different ages, from like really, really young to, you know, 18 year olds and up. And I, I get a lot of the same questions. I get a lot of the same concerns. I notice a lot of the same things. So I'm trying to create a curriculum where I can talk about this stuff and, and not in a stiff kind of way. It's going to be more personal and, and life experience so that I can actually help out people and talk to them about topics, whether it be purchasing games for some of your younger kids or maybe trying to use gaming as a bonding tool uh, maybe you want to just know what the heck your kid is getting into and you're just kind of worried about it talking about discord that kind of stuff so if you or someone you know is uh, a parent <laughs> of a gamer uh, or a potential gamer then check it out uh, reach out to me personally on twitter that's probably the best way right now or email me at tavian napier tavian.n.napier no 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 no. i lied i lied tavian napier at wmish.edu there we go. I nailed it. I nailed it. I got it. I'm a professional. I promise. <laughs> but let's move on from there. This is the Battle of the Barn over in Lafayette, Indiana. And it was a pretty full weekend. Uh, we left on Friday and I had about five hours of total drive time. It was an hour to get to the school and to uh, our school at Albion. And then another four hours in a van with like 12 college students and two other coaches <laughs> and that in itself like i mean it was a four-hour drive it went by quickly now that i think about it at the time it did feel like it dragged on but we had a lot of good conversations i got to uh, get to know some of the other coaches uh, i got to know a little bit more about the other players on different teams that i don't really interact with a lot because i'm not coaching them and, and that was kind of a nice little bonding experience it was silly sometimes they were being college students so we had to be more uh, strict and make sure we're not talking about certain topics or doing any kind of crazy stuff it's like a bunch of college age men like from freshmen to seniors in a van so you can imagine whatever you want and we had to like make sure we regulated that but it was pretty fun we're both gamers we're all gamers so we they have a lot to relate with uh, there's a lot in the world of gaming that we can kind of talk about and theorize and get philosophical and also just pop culture and other things that we like as well so that was it, it was a thing it was a thing i don't i like driving i like road trips i didn't have to drive personally which was nice because i did have to drive to uh, one of the other tournaments and drive a van and that's a little stressful so i'm thankful i didn't have to uh, i didn't have to drive as i stumbled over my words <clears throat> worked it was a little bit weird okay and I, I didn't have a lot of information going into this. This was sort of a, it's not last minute, but it just, it was kind of put together as best as possible. So I'm not really trying to trash any of the, the situations that happened, but I just want to be realistic about it and talk about it. And uh, I was confused because it seemed like they were going to have high school students going up against college students. And at the time when I had heard that, I was like, 
that's really weird. I don't know why you would do that. Why would you do that to college, like the high school kids, like put them up against college kids? Um, and I was like, just, I'm going to try it out and see how it goes. But I'm just like, this is weird, right? Um, and I get to the venue. The venue is really nice. Like, There's nothing too special. They had some cool side attractions and things like that. Things for people to do outside of just playing the games and watching the game. But um, it it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. But I think it was like maybe their first or second time doing this. Um, so I think they did a great job in terms of like location. There was a lot of space. There wasn't a whole bunch of people. Like it wasn't super packed. There was about a, a lot of players, but like in a safe fashion. You know, we we're still in the pandemic, right? So I'm I'm thankful for that. I do have a son with an immunocompromised. He's he's immune. Oh my god, I can't say it. Immunocompromised. Nailed it. He's immunocompromised, and I don't want to put him at risk. So you know, it's it's nice that they were a little bit safer. People who were having coughs wore masks i have a persistent cough it has nothing to do with covid i've been tested several times but it's just something that i have from probably when i got covid like two years ago <laughs> yeah that's great but nonetheless i mean you can hear it in my throat too i'm also from talking and whatnot and we'll get to that in a little bit uh, but yeah the main the first thing i want to talk about and I, I, there's a couple different topics to cover here but my team is the rocket league team uh, that's why i went was to be their coach and the the challenge that I have with this team is it's brand new. And the players that were joined the team, when they joined the team, they weren't super high ranked or anything like that. So the, the first year that we've been doing has been getting them up to where their their peers are, to where other schools are. So we're basically always the underdog in every situation that we're in. And as such, it, it's kind of hard to keep people's morale when they know that they're not as good as people around them. But over this last year, the, la the last two semesters, the school year, I've worked with these guys and they've grown so much and they recognize that in themselves and they recognize that in one another as well. And I've grown as a coach, I feel like. I feel like I've learned more. I understand how to be a little bit more efficient with coaching. Um, but as such, you know, we went to the tournament. There's actually two double elimination brackets. Uh, we got there on Friday. It was kind of just a chill day to get to know everybody, uh, check out the venue, know what, you know, have the coaches meeting and talk about what to expect. Uh, from the tournament organizers and then uh, day two on saturday was the first tournament the double elimination bracket and then sunday was the second day and it both days kind of went the same way the only difference was the mentality like if you look at the scoreboard it was essentially the same excuse me but even though my team went 0 and 2 on both the tournaments we had a long talk after the first day at the first tournament day and it was a hard conversation that had to be had both individually with players, but also as a team and letting everyone air out their grievances and, and you know, just certain habits and behavioral like inter interactions that people have that uh, wasn't productive. And I've, I've been working with these students for a while, and I don't want to get like too specific about the students because I want to be respectful, but I want to explain the situations and kind of take the individuals out of it. So I might, I might mix some of the people or behaviors or thought processes just to keep it a little bit more ambiguous, but I just want to share the idea so that other people might recognize this and, and or have thoughts on this or input conversations. I'm going to have those. So nonetheless, I have one student who a little bit younger, a little less mature, but is really good at the game probably the, the strongest player in terms of mechanics and game sense, but probably the least mature in terms of composure, right? The, the least skilled in composure where the other two players, they're a little less skilled mechanically and game sense wise, a little less experience in the game. But one student is a captain of an apex team. So he does play a game at a high level, 
and knows what it's like to be respon like responsible for the mindset of other people around them. And then the other player is like a really, really chill dude that is pretty like easygoing and just works hard and puts in, like has developed so much. So he was kind of like the, the neutral person who was just chill. Um, and it was a nice dynamic that we had. Everyone kind of amps each other up, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure that these guys had, a lot of expectations that I know they wanted to hit. Uh, and they've worked really hard, but unfortunately, like, the other opponents are really strong. But from day one, tournament day one, having that conversation about, you know, making sure that you're not being entitled to something. You don't deserve to win just because you won it. Nothing is given to you. And but and also, this is the last tournament for two seniors. They're going to go out into the real world after this. And so talking to the other student who's going to be there next year and helping that person understand it's not all just about them and i'm not saying that's what they thought but the way they behaved and the things that they focused on they just didn't understand the opportunities they had and was too focused on a lot of negatives and i had to work on that we've worked on that over the years and he has gotten tremendously better and even the players have said that multiple times but we we have standards and accountability for one another uh, even as individuals and also as a team and so we still call that out and we work on that and we had to really get we had to expedite the process so i had to be a lot more blunt than i usually am which is another topic i want to hit on in a second uh, but i had to be more blunt with the students and and talk about the fact that hey this is your last tournament let's bring this together let's play our best let's leave everything on the floor and you know having different conversations with the individuals and helping them work on their individual mindsets you know it was it was a great conversation. It was a hard conversation, but it was a good conversation because everyone, like, as a, if you're a team, you got to have that trust. You got to have a certain kind of mindset, be on the same page and be willing to trust your team, uh, be willing to trust yourself as well and, and staying on task and not focusing on negative stuff. These are the things that you have to do. You know, you have to practice mechanics or execution or form in your postures and such, but the mental aspect of it is incredibly important as well. So that's a lot of what I focused on here in year one of uh, Albion coaching for their Rocket League team. And year two is probably going to be building an actual strong team now that we have an actual culture that we're trying to maintain. And uh, a captain that I'm training up from freshman basically to senior. Someone who has four years to work on building this team with me. And so I have to be building a leader. I have to be making sure that people are growing as individuals. Because for me, it's not just about winning. I want these people to be ready for the real world. And I had this conversation with the two seniors and I had the, the freshmen there as well. But just the things that I've talked about over the course of coaching you guys is are, are things that you can use in the real world. When things get stressful, when things get hard, this is stuff that you can use to handle those situations. It's not a fix-all, a cure-all, but it's going to help you when shit hits the fan, right? And that happens sometimes life hits you and we're in a pandemic right now so there's so many wild cards that you got to be ready to keep your composure and be able to assess the situation and know what you can do to the best of your ability it's not going to be perfect mistake happens mistakes happen but it doesn't mean that you can't recover from it and then move on and do something about the situation that you're in or avoid a situation because you've been prepared enough and don't put yourself in there or self-sabotage as much self-sabotage as much I'm tired, guys, but I'm going to get through this. And it's something that, you know, it, it's, 
I don't know if I would call myself necessarily sad. As a coach, I've learned how to kind of separate myself emotionally while still investing my my energy into individuals and being empathetic. Um, but it is it is sad to see, you know, it's exciting because they're going off into the real world and they're going to be better people and go do things, hopefully. Um, but they're, you're not going to see their company or anything like that and enjoy, like, you're not going to enjoy their company, their personality, what they contribute to the team. Um, so there's a lot of mixed feelings that um, are new to me, I suppose. Like, I, I've had this before. I've worked with high school teams and like, I'll, I'll move on because it's just a job at the end of the day for some of these, these gigs. But you hope for the best for these individuals and you're not talking to them on a consistent basis. So it's not like, it's similar to dad energy, but not the same. It's like little brother or, or just like a, like a sibling or a close friend, like a, not a friend, like a, a younger brother of a friend that you're just trying to make sure that they, they live their best life. And so it's, it's like a little bit of a bummer, right? I'm not a robot, but I'm hopeful that these guys are going to do the best with their life. And if they need some help, I'm not gonna just poo-poo them away. I might run some sets of Rocket League with them or talk to them about like hardships. I wanna be that resource. Within reason, of course, you know, my, I respect my own time as well. But I don't wanna just leave these kids high and dry in case they don't have any good mentors around them. And that, that's sometimes the case. So it was really tough to go on to on both tournaments. You know, I wanna be very upfront about my, my scores because then in the future, when those turn around, <laughs> yeah, I will be able to brag about that so you know that was really tough but game two i feel like they played their heart out and you know the youngest one was sad but he was allowed to be that's fine um the other two you know they're a little bummed out too disappointed because they you know they they do feel like they can win but you know the other teams were really good and they understand that uh, everyone on the team understood that at that point um so it was kind of bittersweet i was proud of them for how they played for how they focused, how the students kept their composure, and when they lost their composure, how fast they brought it back. Because that's what's more important. You recognize that you've lost your composure or you recognize someone else has lost their composure and you bring each other back to the now, to the present, so that you can get shit done. And uh, I, I can't be more proud for them. I want to see them win, but that's more of a pride ego thing, right? That's more of just the prestige and the reward and the recognition. And that's great. That's great for my career. That's great for the students. That's great for our school and job security. But that's not going to help them in the long run. But building character will. So I couldn't be more proud. I, I watched them play. I really enjoyed it. And the last thing I'll, I'll kind of segue into is, you know, I got one of our players after that, after the 0-2 on the second day, I actually had him commentate Rocket League, uh, and he actually commentated with me. But to, to backtrack a little bit, because this is a different part of the, the conversation here, but I do want to bring this up. <laughs> day two, or tournament day one on Saturday, uh, they were streaming some of the matches for Rocket League. Uh, they were doing Halo, but Halo had some technical difficulties, so they primarily, they only streamed Rocket League, essentially, because they couldn't, they had technical difficulties, just could not do it. So... <laughs> After they started streaming the first game, I noticed something strange. I was only hearing gameplay. Like, they actually had speakers in the facility, in the venue, and I heard gameplay. But what I didn't hear were commentators or shoutcasters, as it's called in esports, usually. I didn't hear any. And 
As someone who's been organizing and helping to organize and run tournaments and commentated tournaments for like the last four or five years now, I, I'm not going to say I was offended, but I could not stand for having no commentary. Now on day one, I was too busy. So that day was a bust, but I immediately, as soon as I noticed that, cause I was like, uh, are we not going to have commentators? I was just looking around at, at, you know, my other players and some of the other players in, from the other schools and coaches and such and our coaches. And uh, I was like, I'm going to go talk to the production crew. I could not like because the production crew had a great setup. They had a great stream setup. It was very professional, very well done. A lot of money put into it. The program they had was the same one I use at Western Michigan University, and that's like twelve hundred dollars for the like the bare minimum of what I would recommend to any actual um, like pro or collegiate production. And these guys actually organized tournaments. UGC, they were separate from the people who organized the tournament. They were there specifically to stream the tournament and kind of promote their own organization. Uh, they do organize tournaments, but this one was one done by an Indiana-based organizer for high schools and, and I think colleges. So I walked over to him. I had actually interacted with him before because I we got there at the venue and I immediately, after setting down our stuff and getting settled, I saw vMix, that program I just talked about, the production software. It's like OBS or Streamlabs OBS on steroids, if you don't know what that is. If you don't know what OBS is, then it's just, it's something that people use to make, to broadcast to TVs and to stream and do it simultaneously sometimes. Anyway, uh, yeah, I had talked to them. We, I chatted them up a little bit about the program and learned what they were doing because I, I love their setup. I use vMix and I'm, I'm pretty good at it now and I'm training my students and reusing it. Uh, but these guys had a three PC setup where they were using vMix on multiple PCs. And I was like, how are you doing that? What is, what, what, what how does this work? I was amazed and I was, like, I'm taking notes because, you know, I, I got to train a production crew. So, and I'm not formally trained in production. So I'm getting experience whatever, wherever I can. And so I walked over there. I was like, hey, this is who I am. Who are you guys? And what, like, what is your setup? And they were pretty open and honest about it. And I was just fascinated by it. Uh, so. With that in mind, later, you know, a couple hours down when the tournament starts up and I recognize that, I run over there and I'm like, hey, are you guys gonna have any commentators? And they were like, no, no one's really said anything about it, but you can go talk to the tournament organizer that like, that'd be the person to talk to. So I walked over to him and I'm like, are you guys gonna have any commentators? And he was like, well, no one's like stepped up to do it. I was like, are you serious? And I was like, I will commentate for you whenever I can, but I can't do it today because I'm, I'm watching my team. Um, and, and basically like the production crew, like was a little bit about, I don't think they had the equipment at that day, uh, because they didn't hear anything about commentators. So I was like, I will commentate for you. I'll try to find some other commentators, preferably college students, because it is a collegiate high school event. We would like to get someone, uh, to, to show off the students. They're the kind of the face of this right now. I'm not trying to get clout or fame off of this. I want to just put on, make sure the show is good, right? Again, I'm here to work. I'm here to be a coach. So I didn't like day one. I'm not thinking about me, essentially. I'm thinking about, hey, there is a lot of schools and high schools and colleges here. Why aren't we promoting this more? Why aren't we putting on a good show when all you would need, like, not all, but one extra benefit is having a caster or contributor is having a, a casters, having someone hype up what they're seeing, talking about it, breaking it down. If you have parents who don't know what the heck the game's about, like, you got to have shout casters. You got to have someone talking about the game. It doesn't matter how good the gameplay is. If there's nobody talking about it and helping you understand and, and feeling like knowing what to feel it's weird to say out loud but that's how commentary actually works uh, to some extent there's more to it than that but that's a big part of it so 
they were like, yeah, on day two, yeah, you just, just check in with us, you know, let us know the situation. And I was like, all right, cool. That's what I'll do. And so I, you know, fast forward, I had a couple of conversations with the students that I had already referred to. And then on the day of, I just checked in with them. I was like, hey, how are you guys feeling today? Um, I really want them to have like some commentary. So before we get started, how do you feel about if I'm commentating while you guys are playing your game? Like what, what is your, you know, how do you feel about that? And they were like, hey, yeah, we, like we understand that. That's fine. Uh, I feel like we got this. You know, we know what to work on. And so I was like, I trusted them. I was like, all right, cool. Good luck, guys. I know you guys can do it. And you know, play your best. Play your game. And again, they played their best. They did refer back to me afterwards. We connected at, during one of the breaks. And we're like, yeah, we did really well. We like, It was a really, really close game. Um, they didn't feel like they regretted it at all. It didn't seem like they regretted it or were like, salty about it. So that's really, really good. So anyways, I'm doing commentary. Or like, I'm get, I found another student. Someone from, what was it? Shark... Sharkonaut, I think it is like like astronaut, but Sharkonaut. She was from Indiana Tech. Indiana Tech, yep. So that was the first person I commentated with. So that was really cool. Seemed pretty professional and like very confident about it. So I like that energy. And so I I brought in the commentary. I, I introduced the event. I started getting people hyped for it. And you know I I saw immediately the jump in stream because I was looking at the analytics. I just like to look at numbers. On day one, unfortunately, the stream had like no one in there at all. On day two, it was. 20 to 40 at any given time concurrent viewers but that's i mean you can't say twice as many because zero you can't multiply it but there's a lot more that's significantly more than what we originally had or what they originally had because i just i i i just have this mindset now when it comes to tournaments where it's like if no one's doing it and it needs to get done then we're doing it and i all of our coaches at Albion have that same mindset because I wasn't the only person volunteering my time to make this show a good show or make this event a good event. Uh, all of the coaches and the director, we they all did like tournament organizing and like officiating, checking the brackets and, and keeping the tournament flowing faster because it was a little bit understaffed and it was running a little slower than it needed to be. So they all stepped up and, and ran the brackets. And like I didn't know this until after I was done doing my commentary. I'm like, where's everybody at? And everyone's doing things for the tournament because they're trying to make sure it goes well. Uh, we had our Halo coach because we had a Halo team going there. We had um, Matt as a coach, but he didn't have a team there. He was more of just administration and helping out and support. Um, and he did a great job at that. <laughs> I appreciate him. Uh, we had uh, Carlo or Pernoy Knight. He's pretty well known in the smash scene he is the director of the program and also like kind of a smash coach because we didn't have our other smash coach max unfortunately uh, and then we had zach did i say zach already zach's a halo coach so me yeah i already said zach i already said zach i'm crazy i'm tired uh, we have one other staff member but he was more on the it side but he was kind of here here to support and help out and that was actually pretty nice he was really really helpful uh, and he was had like a new zealand accent so that was really nice but anyways my point is that we all stepped up and we're like yo We've all been in the fighting game scene or tournament organizing scene for years and in, in various experiences on our own and together now. Um, and we all just like I didn't we didn't plan it or anything. We all just did things because we wanted to put on a, a good event. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure people were entertained and educated and knowing about it. So I'm promoting the students and the high schools. I'm like talking about the coaches, like make sure you guys are sharing this out, like trying to really hype everybody up and make sure they're sharing it and getting it out there. And, uh, but also, I mean, there is, there is benefit for me to do that because afterwards, you know, I had people walking up to me. I had students who wanted to go to my school just because like, you know, how I talked, 
Again, when I do commentary, I have my own style where I talk a lot about mentality, about mindset, about emotional management, all that kind of stuff. And I can incorporate that into my commentary and nobody can do it like me. I know that for a fact. And I'm very confident about that and proud of that. And no one should try to be me, right? No one should try to be me, do you, okay? You just do you, cause I'm gonna do me. That's just the way it is. And so anyways, yeah, I got a lot of interactions. People were thanking me, I was, you know, I. I know how to play the game of schmoozing and interacting and talking to people, but it's not my thing. But if people are walking to me, like if I can bring the people to me, <laughs> that's what I prefer. So I, you know, I was exchanging cards with people, people were talking to me and having conversations with the coaches afterwards. Uh, so that, that did benefit me, you know, it wasn't my intention to get that kind of stuff, but that's what happens when you do you to the best of your ability, when you really let your light shine. I'm not saying I'm the best commentator in the world, but I can get people hype and I can talk about stuff, okay? I can I can get you excited and I can break things down in a good way and talk about the mindset. I got that. Rocket League, easy, easy. Compared to fighting games, Rocket League commentating is hard. It's like playing a game is incredibly hard. But commentating Rocket League is easy, I meant to say. So I enjoyed myself. That's why I lost my voice, though, and it's going in and out as I'm doing this podcast. Uh, so it, it was good. It was really fun to commentate. Uh, again, I had a couple of different students come through. I also found more commentators so that I could take breaks. More people wanted to commentate because they didn't know. I was like, hey, tournament organizer, can you do a casting call? Like, do get on your mic and be like, hey, we're looking for volunteers to do commentary. Like, d- actually just ask because no one, no one asked or stepped up. And the tournament organizer never asked and stepped up. So nobody ever asked. So no one ever had commentators. That's, that's all it takes. If you want to get into the tournament scene and you want to help out, just ask. Say, is there anything that I can do? Is there anything specific that you need? Or if you have a specific skill set, then volunteer that. But don't just assume people are going to give you an opportunity if you're not asking for one. Just go and take it. So that that was really great. Um, and it gives me more on my highlight reel, my commentator's reel, or sizzle reel, whatever you want to call it. It was it was fun and it was a stand up commentary. I never did stand up commentary. Uh, basically, whenever I do fighting game commentary, you're always at a desk sitting down, and that's normal. But in esports, it's more normal to stand up when you're casting. I don't know the logic behind it, but it's just League of Legends. Uh, I think Rocket League sometimes. Rocket League's I think they have sit down people and stand up people, but it it was not. It was pretty cool. It was a little bit uncom like not uncomfortable. Um, uncomfortable in the sense of just new and awkward and i didn't really know what to do with my posture and my hands i i I mirrored what i saw in other rocket league players but i also couldn't really you know i'm looking dead on so i couldn't really tell my posture and if i was like really having (laughs) i don't know how to talk about this but i think a lot about posture and you know making sure that i'm externally i'm presenting myself in a professional and dominant fashion but also making sure that it's good for my body as well because bad posture and slouching just isn't good for my body so it's, there's double benefits to having a good strong posture and i want to make sure that i'm doing that I, I i don't know it just i wasn't self-conscious about it but it was definitely top of mind and whenever i was on camera uh, it wasn't super often but it, it definitely happened and i was talking about stuff so it was just weird to have my full body standing up doing commentary and i was like man i gotta i gotta work on losing more weight i'm going to the gym i'm going to the gym like i talked about before but um this week has been a little bit hectic and i didn't go as much as i'd like to but long story short i did commentary it was fun Uh, i got people involved and then i had to leave early so i I set them up for success at this point and 
I had, we had to go. I had a four-hour drive. I wasn't staying there for the whole entire tournament. I wanted to. Uh, again, I didn't drive, so I watched the tournament on the way home, and then I also watched one of the students. And uh, Michigan, a Michigan team did win, but I got to say, there were two teams that I got to commentate, and they went against each other. I think it was Portage High and Snyder High. And, oh, man, it was... Uh, I mean, I have a couple funny thoughts, but I'm not going to talk about those right now. <laughs> it... It was high school students, and these guys were playing out of their mind. Like one of my favorite comment like matches that I did commentary for for casting for was that match, and it was just nuts. And I think Snyder High, Snyder High was a team that lost, and Portage High went on to like losers finals because they had lost to uh, who did they lose to? I'm not sure who beat them on the winner side. Now that I think about it. But somehow they got knocked into the loser side, and uh, both these teams, it was such a good game. Like, high school students just killing it out there, uh, and, like, their age did not matter at all. And I will say, for those who don't follow pro Rocket League, one of the best players right now is a guy named Daniel, who's, he was brought on when he was 15. Like, he couldn't legally play until he was 16. Uh, I can't remember, the, I don't remember the legalities of it, but um, he's a strong player. So high school teams can have some really, really good players on their team and even get lucky and have a full team that's really, really good. And so going on to the bracket, this is day two, okay? This is today. <laughs> uh, and to give you some context about the situation, in losers finals, they were going up against Purdue A. Now Purdue A is the team that won yesterday's tournament. They they ran through the bracket on winner's side and won all the way through. and. Uh, beat Davenport twice, which was the, my pick for the tournament. And so, day two, Davenport winds up beating Purdue A on winning side, sending them to loser side, and playing against the high school. And the high school team beat the team that won yesterday. That's nuts. That is nuts. This, these kids were so good. Uh, they're probably going to get recruited by Davenport. They wind up losing to Davenport, uh, I think, two to four. But come on. That's ridiculous. You know, they're going to get recruited probably and get some scholarships from esports. I'm in the process of trying to convince both Albion and Western Michigan University to offer scholarships of some sort. Uh, but nonetheless, it was nuts. And it was great. It was cool to see Michigan bring home a trophy. You know, it wasn't us, but Davenport is in Michigan. So uh, that was cool. And then Colin, uh, Colin Grant, I believe it is, is his last name. He, I've worked with him in the past. He's a really well-organized machine. Like the dude is good at his job. He isn't like the official coach. They don't even have a coach right now, I don't think. But, you know, he has a good program and he's good at recruiting. He's good at forming a team. And uh, they showed up. They did their job. And you could say they were going up against high school students for the last match, but they were good. <laughs> it didn't matter how old they were. They were just as good. And so they have a bright future ahead of them. And that's really exciting to see. So that was really awesome. Uh, I will say, even though we didn't win Rocket League, the Halo team took home two trophies. They won both the tournaments. There was a lot of craziness that was outside of the control of anybody in the venue because the Halo itself was just kind of broken, unfortunately. So they couldn't play multiple matches at the same time on the same network. That was, that's an issue, I guess, with Halo. So that hand, it made it run a lot slower, but our team powered through it and won both times. And there was new teams on day two that they hadn't fought, so they had to fight new opponents and some strong opponents, and they, they clutched it out. Uh, it was really, really awesome. We had some Smash players. We got top top eight. 
seventh place at a uh, 70 person tournament. So that was really awesome to see that, you know, getting top eight is also something to brag about. So overall, you know, we, we had a great time. We basically took over the Battle of the Barn in, in, like in terms of winning matches and also running the actual tournament, you know, doing commentary, putting on a show, making it flow a little faster. Because all of us, me, Carlo, uh, Matt are from the FGC, uh, Zach's from the Smash scene. So we've all been like in tournament organizers where you wear multiple hats. We all know how to wear multiple hats. And it was just, it was a good event. There were some frustrations here and there, but for the most part, it wasn't really worth complaining about or, or remembering because I don't remember them at this point. Uh, I'm tired, but it was fun. And I'm, I'm very thankful to be able to travel and like still be, still be able to travel and be around tournaments. I want to compete again, but right now that's just not the best thing to do in terms of like traveling too much and for expenses and time uh, but i would like to get to that point again one day but for now i get to enjoy you know having my own hotel room i got i was one of the lucky ones that had my own hotel room um you know being able to go to this event having my food paid for for the weekend i'm pretty sad because i miss my son and my wife but this is a nice consolation prize to be able to do this for my job so i had a good time uh, shout out to Battle at the Barn and all the organizations that were there. Uh, UGC, uh, Noobs, ow, Noobs Gone AWOL, I got it. Noobs Gone AWOL, there was the Esports Circus over there as well. Um, there's a few other organizations that I can't remember or I didn't get a chance to talk to. All the schools that I talked to, you know, congratulations. I met some really awesome coaches, had some really great conversations, learned and shared notes, shared books like the one I mentioned before. Um, it got really philosophical, got really practical. I'm gonna try to get one of the players, or I'm gonna try to get one of the coaches that I met on here. So hopefully he'll say yes. I already extended the offering and showed him what I do. Uh, we had a great conversation. I think it would be pretty useful to get his perspective as well. So stay tuned for that, I suppose. We'll see if he accepts. I'm looking on. I'm looking to find more guests to talk to. I like bouncing ideas off of people, like the Zafrino episode. I wanna do more of that. Uh, again, I used to do that a lot more. I kinda stopped, got lazy with it. This has been a great weekend. Thank you guys so much again for the continued support. Make sure you do like and follow this podcast. <laughs> Make sure you like and follow. Um, check me out on social media. If you want to support me, you can go on my Patreon. I'm open to suggestions right now about coaching services. I want to do something in the world of coaching, like mental coaching, but I haven't figured out exactly what that is. So I'm open to suggestions. I really want to amp that up, start utilizing that. But like, I want to, I want it to be a transaction. I want you guys to get something out of it. So let me know from these podcasts, from like the people who've been listening to me, even if it's not for you, like even if you don't want to use the Patreon, which I totally am fine with, I would love some suggestions, some interaction on what you think I should be providing as a service as I go through the tiers, because I, I haven't put a lot of thought into it right now. I have, but just too, so much that I haven't gotten anything decided. So let me know. I'm getting out of here and going to bed, resting my throat, my voice. You guys have a great night. Thank you so much, and I will see you all in the next one. <laughs>